For guys, size matters. But bigger is definitely not better for guys with overdeveloped breasts. The condition is called gynecomastia, and Dr. Frank Lista of the Plastic Surgery Clinic can help. Dr. Lista is a world-renowned plastic surgeon who has perfected the procedure that corrects gynecomastia with virtually no scarring. Visit theplasticsurgeryclinic.ca and size up your options for downsizing male breasts. theplasticsurgeryclinic.ca Subscribe to our radio shows at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Do not settle. Demand. Demand. Sportsnet 590 The Fan on demand. Always correct. As long as you're not talking political correctness. Bob, Bob McCowan in primetime sports. Now on the Sportsnet Radio Network. It's Thursday, May the 21st, 2015, and Primetime Sports is on your radio hour number three of three. This is Canada's most listened to sports talk presentation on the Sportsnet Radio and Television Networks. I'm Bob McCown. That's Ken Reed. Hi, Bob. In our Toronto studios. You've been here an hour. You don't have to say hi again like you just arrived. <laughs> but it's uh, so much fun. Obviously, the focus of attention uh, today here is the uh, signing by the Toronto Maple Leafs of uh, Mike Babcock, which became um, technically official yesterday. Official, official today. Uh, Mike was in studio with us in the first hour of the program for an extended visit. And uh, for those of you who may have missed it, because it was before uh, 5 o'clock Toronto time, a lot of people would not have heard that conversation. We will replay it. We don't do this very often, but we will replay it um, in about a half an hour from uh, now. So if you're interested, stay tuned. Uh, But joining us now, um, a frequent guest on this program, and a guy who's probably been very busy with the events of the last uh, little while, the Executive Vice President, General Manager of the Detroit Red Wings, Ken Holland, is with us. Hi, Kenny. How you doing? Good, Bob. Yourself? Pretty good. Thanks for, very much for uh, taking the time for us today because we know it's real busy. Um, Mike talked about this. You talked about this. Yesterday morning, um, Mike said he woke up about 3.30 in the morning, couldn't get back to sleep. That's no surprise. Uh, probably paced around the house, thought about things. And then wandered over to your place, got there somewhere around 8 o'clock in the morning, spent better part of three-quarters of an hour uh, with you. I don't know whether you were sitting at the kitchen table, where, where you were. It doesn't really make any difference. Um, I don't know how much you want to share. You've shared a little bit earlier today, but tell us about that conversation and what the nature of it was. was it, it, I assume it wasn't really a negotiation. Was it just two friends talking about what comes now? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, you know, I, 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 could, I could tell, obviously, by um, he was, he told me he'd, he'd been up in the middle of the night, couldn't sleep. He, he was decision-making time and kind of wanted to kind of run through things, probably from Detroit's perspective, one more time. Um, you know, so we, again, we, 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 we talked and uh, talked for about, I think it's at half an hour, 40 minutes. Uh, I had to come in. I had a meeting at 10 o'clock and 10.30 with the support staff person and Henrik Zetterberg, my year-end meeting. He just 
in Prague, and then uh, I told him I would call him again back after uh, my Zetterberg meeting about 11.15, and when I called him at 11.15, he uh, told me he'd made a decision he was going to Toronto. But, but certainly the, the the meeting in my house, uh, Bob, I would say, was probably rehashing what we had talked about the day before when we were in the office for an hour, hour and a half uh, on the Tuesday, and probably what we talked about on the plane for a period of time when we flew home from Prague on 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 Sunday, so a lot of you know, I think probably he was emotionally working his way through to decision that he did make. Um, I've made mention of this previously, uh, and I don't know whether you've been through this situation, but I have been in a similar kind of situation where an opportunity presents itself to leave a company that you've been with for an extended period of time, and. You know, you sort of make a decision in your head, well, okay, this is it. Uh, I'm, You know, the offer is what it is. I, I think I'm going to go. But then you get kind of cold feet at the last minute. And you wonder, is there a way to kind of take one last shot? Is there one chance? Is there a chance that the Red Wings have something else in their pocket, in up their sleeve, something else they can say that will allow me to stay? Did you get the sense that that was part of the equation? Yeah, no, we talked about that. Um, you know, I think Mike wanted to, you know, at the end, uh, you know, I've, I mean, I've said all along, I, you know, term, I'd offered Mike a four-year contract extension a year ago in June. I offered him a four-year contract extension. And one time this winter, it was in January, uh, and, um, and, 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 you know, um, when the season ended, we lost to Tampa Bay. We didn't give him an offer. Mike wanted uh, permission to explore the market, thought about it, talked to our owners, decided we were going to grant him permission. And ultimately, Mike said that after we went through the process, he was going to come back. And uh, that uh, we had a conversation at length on Tuesday morning. And, and probably to your point, he, he doubled back one last time to kind of make sure that Everything I told him on Tuesday was nothing had changed, which which uh, which 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 hadn't, and uh, and then ultimately, um, you know, probably you've got to, probably got a good a good read on that. So, so Tuesday was the final offer from you guys, Ken. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I basically uh, told him our our position, you know, and at the end, uh, you know, he I I had an idea. He, he basically gave me an idea that, that w- where we were, and my my position is, my feeling is that, and I explained, you know, we talked about term. He understood that because we could, weren't prepared, I didn't want to go any further on term, given that, you know, I've been here 18 years. I need a four-year extension, I, and I actually was open to, to lesser. If that's, you know, when you've been somewhere for a long period of time. I think we've had good success. We're proud of what we have accomplished. Mike Babcock and I together, I'm going to speak we probably one last time. But certainly we also understand that we haven't gone as far in the playoffs as we would have liked to. And a disappointing loss to Tampa Bay, disappointing loss to, to Chicago two years ago. So given that he's coached our players for a long period of time, Given that we haven't had as much playoff success as we as we would have liked to have had, and 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 uh, he understood that that what I could put on the table, what we could put on the table in terms of 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 term, 
was short of some, what somebody else could put on tables in, in terms of term, and probably for a, you know a couple of reasons. Anytime you're trying to to convince. I like to think that Mike was a happy employee. And anytime you're trying to convince a person that's happy where they're at, you've got to, to I'm going to use the word wedge them out of, mm-hmm. of, 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 of there. And you've got to, you've got to show them that, 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 uh, that they're important. And part of that is going to be with, with, with term, with, with, with salary. And, and, uh, you know, from my perspective, we were putting something on the table that would have made him at the time if he'd have taken it, the highest paid coach in the National Hockey League, and and a term uh, five years, which would have made him uh, a 15 year coach in Detroit. And so I think he understood on Tuesday, and maybe doubling back, we had one more conversation on Wednesday that 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 uh, you know the position where I was. I, no use me nibbling around. I mean, we we either had a massive move in us, or or we felt good about our position. And I told Mike, we myself, I've talked to our ownership. I talked to Jimmy D a number of times, Jim Devolano over the previous couple of days. We felt that our position, given all these things I just talked about, was a position that we felt good about. Mm-hmm. So, so the term you. You couldn't go to the to the eight, but on the yearly average salary, we would you guys have been competitive with with what Toronto ended up giving Mike? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. I think that uh, you know, again, I get, and I don't know if this would have happened, guys. But certainly, my experience is when people are unrestricted free agents, most times it's a player. I think this is a unique, but 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 certainly maybe this is going to happen more going forward. But Mike is is regarded as one of the best, if not the best, at what he does in the industry, and he's an unrestricted free agent. We granted him unrestricted free agency um, with compensation, I guess. But 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 somebody could just sign him, and he's in the prime of his career. Um, I mean, had we have done anything. Maybe uh, certainly Mike then might have said I'll stay, or I I don't know what Mike Mike would have thought, but but we put something on the table, I put something on the table that I felt was fair um, for Mike for the Detroit Red Wings. It's the way I've done business for the last eighteen years in managing the Detroit Red Wings. Some people have left, you know. Certainly in this case, Mike left. You know, Sergei Fedorov left. Some people have left, but many have stayed. That's been my managerial style, um, and 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 I didn't change. And and uh, ultimately, Mike made made a decision uh, with Ken Holland, the uh, general manager and executive vice president of the Detroit Red Wings. When Mike was in here, Kenny, he he categorized you as. Um, I want to quote him accurately, but I'm going on memory. I think he said initially one of my closest friends and then said my closest friend. Um, have you had time to assimilate what it means after a decade with one guy and being not just guys that work together, but guys that liked each other and were friends and really worked together? Um, have you been able to assimilate now, what now happens? I would say to you, the answer to that came for, for, I think both of us, 
you know, Mike, Mike made, I watched the press conference. Mike made mention to it uh, on Tuesday morning when he came into my office and, you know, it was 11 o'clock. We you know, reached at 11 o'clock. We talked for a little bit and then, you know, I told him he wanted to know where we were and I kind of told him we talked a little bit and then, and then there was a long pause and he, he, he made, he, he got up very emotional um, told me he really thought that there was a real chance that he was going to leave. And then I got emotional and, Nick, and, and, uh, and then I grabbed the Kleenex box from behind me and I threw the Kleenex box on the table and then we both started to laugh. So <laughs> we're friends, you know what I mean? Like at the yeah. end of the day, I think this, pro- we, we, when you work as close as, as a manager and a coach do for 10 years and we had, good success we, we, we i think we both wish we had a little bit more and i talked about our disappointments but we we feel good that, that about the win you know the, the the points we felt good we made the playoffs we're we're, we're moving some young people on our team we're trying to transition our team we went over there to grant to 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 to, to prague we spent a week looking at dylan larkin and we're talking about dylan larkin and mike's talking about you know, you know, we were we were planning and talking about going forward, and all of a sudden, one day, bang, they were both going in different directions. Um, we had a great friendship. We had a we we had a we had a great um, working relationship, general manager to head coach. But I think there was a respect factor that we 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 gained for each other. He challenged me at times over 10 years, I challenged him. We'd go back to one another the next morning. We'd, we'd have a meeting. We'd, we'd, we'd hash out and we'd be a bang on the same page and out we'd go and we'd go to work trying to make the Detroit Red Wings better. And I think the last two weeks have, have brought us even closer together because he was going through an emotional uh, time, a, a professional business decision. And I wanted him to stay in Detroit, but at the same time, I needed him to understand that I was the manager of Detroit Red Wings. I work for the Detroit Red Wings for our ownership, Mr. and Mrs. Illich. And, 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 and we did talk at some point in time, I think on Tuesday or Wednesday morning, he said the same thing. If I make a decision to leave it, is it going to affect our relationship going forward? And I said, absolutely no. Like forever and ever, we had, we had a fabulous decade together. Um, and, 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 and now you move on. You know he's he's now he's now coaching uh, a rival, and uh, but certainly we had special times together. And I think those special times come together by winning a Stanley Cup. By by you know the last three years we're on the bubble for the last month of the of the three seasons, and we're scratching and clawing trying to play our way into the playoffs and trying to bring younger people onto our team and work them up up the roster to become more important on our on 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 the team. So. For all those reasons, you end up getting a special bond. Um, that 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 it's a it's a friendship that 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 I'll take with me for the rest of my uh, of my life. Certainly, we're going to continue to be great friends. It's going to be tougher to be good friends when you don't work together and close sure. as we as we did. But certainly, but certainly that last decade that we've spent together. Um, you know, I've only been in the industry probably three decades. One one third of it's been with Mike Babcock. So. Uh, Special times, a special relationship, um, you know, something that I'll treasure going forward. But now we're on, we're on. Yeah, I'm sure Mike's the same. We're on different sides, but certainly we we forged a special relationship 
um, that maybe is a little bit different than general manager. And you know, we worked together in the Olympics, two Olympics. You go to yep. you go to Vancouver, you go to Sochi. I'm on the where he's the head coach. I'm one of the assistant general managers. So there's been a whole lot of things that have gone on that that uh, have, have 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 drawn us together through the last ten years. I can't think of anybody better qualified to answer this question. What, in your opinion, makes Mike? If not the best coach in the NHL right now, then one of them. Is there is there something that jumps out at you? Well, I, I, I can give you a, a few. For, you know, first off, you know one of the words that I use. He's got a presence. You know, when he when he walks into a room, he's comfortable. He's got a presence. When he walks into the locker room to talk to the players, you know, I watch him walk into the to that press conference. He's got a presence about him. He's got a tremendous work ethic. He's you know, we're on the plane, we're landing from St. Louis, and I'm exhausted, and it's 2 o'clock in the morning, and he's talking, I'll see you guys at 6.30, and we're going to be in the coach's room at 7 o'clock in the morning. He makes people accountable. He, 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 he's demanding. He, he makes people better. Um, he's got a plan, uh, which comes from, from his time coaching University of Lethbridge through Moose Jaw, through Spokane, through the American Hockey League, through through Anaheim, and 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 spending time coaching players like Iserman and Lidstrom and Chelios and Shanahan, he coached big names to coaching younger players that are now on our team that are, that are trying to move forward. So he's got a plan. He's got experience. Um, he makes people accountable. Um, he gathers information. He's a tremendous networker. When he when he's on that Olympic team, I know he's talking and picking brains of those other people. He's he's he's, he's built relationship, so it, it all adds up to um, a man who's tremendously prepared. Um, he knows exactly what he, the team needs to do and what he needs to do with each with each individual player to get to get the most out of them. And um, he's the boss. He's he's demanding and 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 he's he's prepared to make. Uh, the difficult decisions and take away ice time or take away that prime spot on the power play or, or, or sit people. Um, he can make the hard decisions. Can you mention you met, watch the press conference today. Was that a tough thing for you to do? Uh, nah, no, I think it was okay. I think for me yesterday talking to our press, was because I was doing the talk and was a little bit, you know, I, 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 I kind of look at this as after Mike made the decision, I know Mike wants to come back tomorrow and talk to our to our press, but certainly uh, yesterday, today, and 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 tomorrow will be, in my opinion, about the last decade and and uh, and everything Mike has meant to uh, to the Detroit Red Wings. And then uh, starting on Tuesday, um, you know, from my perspective, it's going to be about uh, finding the next coach of the Detroit Red Wings and figure out ways that we can make our team better as we head in the off season into the 15-16 season. And, and I don't know. I don't know if Mike mentioned this to, right, to you, right. but um, he stated here that he believes uh, Jeff is going to be your next head coach. He's certainly a candidate. You would acknowledge yeah, that he's a leading candidate. I mean, my, obviously, my, it is. That was one of the. You know, as we go along, Babs asked me thoughts about things, and I ask him thoughts about things, and certainly both uh, Mike Babcock and I are, are very um, high on, on Jeff Blaschel. He's the leading candidate. You know, I'm also, I believe in loyalty. Last summer, when we got eliminated, five NHL teams called and asked for permission to talk to Jeff Blaschel or interview him for their head coach open jobs. I went to Blash and 
told me he had two options. One, he could go interview for all the jobs, and if he didn't get them, come back. And he had, a, you know, he could have the Grand Rapids job, or two, if if, if I would uh, double his salary, and if he would stay for at least one more year and continue to develop our kids. And and uh, he was an important cog in the machine. And Jeff said uh, he's a Michigander and wanted to continue to develop as a coach and wanted to remain in our organization. So I believe that Jeff should be the first person I talk to, and then. Uh, I'm going to meet Jeff. Uh, they play, I think, Sunday, Monday against Utica. I'm going to talk to Jeff uh, Tuesday or Wednesday next week, and then uh, based on that conversation, uh, I'll decide what, what my next move is, whether I interview somebody else or, uh, or, or, or or not. But certainly Jeff is a leading candidate. I mean, he's been interviewed on the go. I mean, he's been an assistant coach for Mike Babcock. He's been in Grand Rapids for three years. Grand Rapids has had a lot of success. So certainly uh, – I mean, he's, 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 there's no doubt he's a leading candidate, but uh, I won't make any final decisions probably until Grand Rapids season is is over. For the lack of a, a, a better word, you would classify Jeff then as a Babcock disciple? Yeah, it's, I mean, many people talk. It's amazing. I don't know. I, I mean, maybe we all hung out, <laughs> spent so much time together. When you hear my wife said he was... That she was talking to Maureen and that, that, that Babcock at the times they think that I sound like Mike and Mike sounds like me and I think that uh, Jeff Blaschel at times when you listen to him talk sounds like uh, like Mike so uh, I think that there's no doubt that Jeff Blaschel is a good coach on his own accord um, he had success the reason you know Mike you know, when we needed an assistant I gave Mike the green light to go out and find his assistant somehow Mike uh, found Jeff Blaschel. Uh, I interviewed him at the end to rubber stamp and we hired him as assistant coach. And uh, I think a year under Mike Babcock was, was tremendous in the development of, of Blash. And now he's gone on his own in, in Grand Rapids for three years and has had a real impact, positive impact on our, on our team. So I, I, a lot of the traits that I talk about in, uh, in Mike Babcock, certainly I see in Jeff. Uh, we understand that t- Toronto fans are excited. Uh, the Buffalo fans are angry. Um, how are the Detroit fans dealing with this based on what you've seen and heard? Um, uh, my take would be, I think I, th- I'm going to use the word. Okay. I, I think, I think the fans would be like, I, you know, I wanted to come out front of this and I, I you know, and, 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 and Babs and Mike and I, Mike and I talked and I said, Mike, we want you back, but Certainly, if there's a better opportunity, different opportunity, or, or, or a new challenge, or something you want to pursue out there, I'm going to respect that. And I, I'd like to think that the most of the Red Wing fans are, 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 are like that today. I think we'd like to have had Mike back, but Mike made a decision that there's a different, better opportunity, new challenge in Toronto. It's now an opportunity for uh, for me to hire a new man and. Hopefully the decision I made in 2005 when I hired Mike Babcock, I can be as, as lucky with the decision in 2015 and hire a coach that's going to have a real real impact on the Detroit Red Wings for uh, for a number of years. So I would say to you that I think the, the, the Red Wing fans, uh, um, you know, Mike made his decision and uh, they, 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 they we're looking at it as an opportunity to, to get somebody in here, and I'm hoping that as we go to training camp in September, those players that were important to Mike, um, they understand there's a new man in charge, and they want to try to compete hard to make sure that they're they they, they continue to kind of be in that same place with the new coach and those people, those players that 
that that that maybe didn't think they were getting quite a fair shake from Mike or looking at this as a new opportunity with a new man in charge and I'm hoping that the competition and and the um as we go into training camp in September is going to be a positive for us. Uh, Ken, we know it's been uh, it's a busy time, a difficult time. We thank you very much, as always, for uh, taking a few minutes for us. Uh, wish you the best of luck, and um, we'll talk again soon, I hope. Thank you, Ken. Thanks. Ken Holland, Executive Vice President, General Manager of the Detroit Red Wings. Glad you asked about the Wings fans. I was going to ask about that as well, because it's been all this talk about how ticked off Buffalo people are, and no one's really talked about Detroit. But and, Well, I, I think if you have a coach of this guy's stature who's been there for yeah. a decade, um, you can't be happy about it, and... Are you mad or are you just concerned, well, now what? Yeah, my old hockey coach, Paul Landry, he'll be cheesed off, big wings fan. But Ken Holland, he'll he'll make a good hire. He's Ken Holland. Yeah. When we come back, those of you who missed our conversation with uh, Mike Babcock of uh, earlier today when he was live in uh, our studio, we'll get a chance to see and hear that. We'll replay it when primetime continues. This is the Sportsnet Radio and Television Networks. This ain't like when you're at a game and sign up for a credit card just to get the prize and then you immediately cancel the credit card. Because there's no prize when you sign up for our radio shows at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Sportsnet 5. In this community and what we have a chance to do. I don't know if I've been more excited. It's a great day. You had other opportunities. Was there one thing about this group of players that helped influence you? You've talked a lot about the people, the management people, but there what? No, I never. Players I, didn't even come into the equation. No, and and I don't want to. I don't want to come off the wrong way there. This opportunity was afforded to me by the board, mm-hmm. Shani, the great fans of this team, and this city. That's that's why I'm here. Now, do I think we have some players? Absolutely. Do I think we can? We have more players than we know. We're going to find out because we're going to watch them. We're going to figure it out. And then we're going to build a real program. But there's no hurry here, uh, at least not for me. Now, right. I got to burn to win. Ridiculous. I love winning. We're going to win. It's just going to take more time than I would like. Um, your teams in Detroit had a specific style. Is this a style that you mandated? Did you and Kenny talk a lot about this style? Did it morph over time, or did you implement this? No, it just changed over time. It changed every year. We tried to get better, lifelong learning, embrace what's new, find new ideas, try to be cutting edge. I hired him. You know, one of the things I'm most proud of in our run in Detroit over the last 10 years since this salary cap, the only team to make the playoffs every year for 10 years, we had 100, averaged 106.4 points a year. I only know that because one of these teams I interviewed with showed me. Uh, <laughs> we had 23 playoff rounds, most at that time. We had a great run. But what we did is we developed people. Steve Eiserman and Pat Verbeeker in Tampa. Jimmy Nils in Dallas. Uh, Todd McClellan's in Edmonton. Paul McClain was in Ottawa. Uh, who else? Bill Peters in Carolina. Blaschel's going to be the next coach in the wings. I'm missing somebody in that process. These people came to Detroit and they got better. And the players got better. And we developed talent and we made better men. And Henrik Zetterberg and Pavel Datsuk and Nick Cronwell packed me around on their back for 10 years. You need good players. And saying all that, though, that's what we're going to do here. But you do that by building something. You, I'm a school teacher. That's what I am. We're going to build something here that makes people better. 
and other franchises are going to be attracted to it, and then they're going to take our people. When other franchises start taking your people, you know you're doing something good. Did you think twice about this job, given the history of this oh. franchise? No, a hundred times about it. I went back and forth. Like, you know, what's interesting is, is Randy Carlisle, Norris Trophy winner, 1,000 games, Stanley Cup winner, he coached here. Lots yeah. of good men have coached here. Yeah. And, but... Very few have succeeded. Yeah, in different levels of success. Pat Quinn, I thought, succeeded here. I would give you that, yeah. And what I would tell you, though, is that you can only coach what you're given. But when you get the people to buy into the plan, the board's in, Shani's in, the fans are in, who's in the way? And I believe that the people that get paid to cover this great game, you get paid because there's fans watching. The more fans we have, the better off we are. There must be a big deal going on here. I've talked to more media people today than I've talked to since the Olympics. So in saying that, is most of you guys are fans of the Leafs too. You want them to do well too. Now, you get paid to hack all over us. I understand that totally. But just think of as a player when you go to a press conference or you go talk to the media after you win. You get used to doing that. You win all the time. The media's not so bad, are they? They're actually saying good things about you. You know, when you work real hard and you bring it every day and they say good things about you, it's not bad. You know, the years this, I had to turn the standings upside down in Detroit when things weren't going very good or we lost a bunch <laughs> in a row, yeah. I stopped listening to the media. Uh, I listen to country music and, and I don't listen to the talk radio. Why? I can beat myself up. I don't need any help. Yeah, I understand that. My point is this, is if we create an environment, not not if, when we create an environment that allows these players to be safe, it's going to be way better. The other thing is, how many people from Ontario play in the National Hockey League? Once we make it safe, they're coming home. You really think people will want to play in Toronto? You got it. They don't right now. It's well, I hard. think they're, it's hard. Oh, it's really hard. Mark my words. They'll be coming. Mike, what's your philosophy on analytics? This is an organization that has really taken a step in that direction over the last year or so. Where, where's your thought process I, there? I love it. And what I love is I love information. So what I've tried to do is surround myself with as many young smarter people than me, more learned in that area than me, and, and they give you information. Now, sometimes the information they give you, you don't think is very good, but lots of times it's great ideas. I, I heard a kid last year, uh, phoned out to the University of Michigan, said, I need a math guy, real smart guy, just graduated, real good social skills, loves hockey. Can you find me that guy? Boom, a couple of days later, just so happened my kids knew who he was. We put him in our office next to our video coach. I said to him, uh, I don't know what your job is, figure it out. Wasn't commissaric, was it? No. But <laughs> my point to you is pretty soon that guy was making a huge impact from the point that he had found things that we could use that were reoccurring situations in the game that led to success, staying on offense or staying, getting on, or staying on offense or getting out of the defense situation fast. It was a great little thing he gave me. Then the next thing you know, he's evaluating my pregame talks. I'd come in after him. I'd say, what did I say? He'd tell me. There's a... 24-year-old kid making you better. There's so many great ways to use information's great. You just got to make sure it makes sense and that you can't cloud your vision of what's going on. So that to me is what analytics is. Um, congratulations once again. Thanks very much for uh, coming in here. Um, we hope to see you 
again, with some regularity, although we understand your schedule is going to be very busy. If we don't talk in person, we'll talk on the phone. Um, we're happy for you. We're excited on behalf of all the fans here. And uh, we wish you the best of luck. Well, I appreciate that very much. Thanks for having me in today. And, you know, I, got, I want to say one more time, I'm so excited to be the Leafs coach. And we know you are. We're going to do good. It's not going to happen as fast as anybody wants. That's just life. That's Mike Babcock from um, a little bit earlier today. Quick thought on um, Mr. Babcock? I thought it was impressive. A rather, yeah, very impressive day. Very impressive day for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Our thanks to uh, Mike for uh, joining us in studio and also to Ken Holland, the um, VP general manager of the Detroit Red Wings, for uh, sharing the story of how this day came to be. He was very candid. It was enjoyable. For Ken Reed, I'm Bob McCowan. Have yourselves a swell evening. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow night if the crick don't rise. Good night from Toronto.